On today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, we'll kick off the second half by looking at the latest prospect call-ups and IL activations. Like death and taxes, Dodger's been a Dodger. <laughs> I have That's not had uh, three cold brews yet. It works great in a fantasy league. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15 on The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15, presented by Tops. Check out Tops Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Tops baseball cards. It's Friday, July 16th. I'm Al Melchior. I'm here with Derek Van Riper and DVR. Got a couple of days off, and, and we're right back at it here. Uh, and lots of news to get started here with the second half. Yankees and Red Sox postponed on Thursday night due to positive uh, COVID cases among the Yankees players, specifically Nestor Cortez, Jonathan Loizaga, and Wandy Peralta, all testing positive. Also, Aaron Judge, Kyle Higashioka, and Gio Urshela, all in COVID-19 protocol. And uh, there was a Yankees player not identified who tested positive at the All-Star game. So, unfortunately, uh, this is... A little reminiscent of how we started the season and, uh, you know, throwing things uh, definitely into a bit of uncertainty here. Uh, also, in, in relation to that series, uh, whenever it, it does start up, uh, the Red Sox have called up a couple of players. Jaron Duran, this is one we've been anticipating for a long time. He was supposed to start on Thursday night in center field. And Tanner Houck, who was supposed to start the second half in the bullpen and then maybe make a start on Wednesday against the Blue Jays. But uh, now, of course, his role is sort of up in the air. Uh, but I think we should expect Houck to start at some point. So let's start with Duran. Is he an add-everywhere kind of player? I think he could be because there's power, there's speed, there's probably a decent batting average, and there should be a path to a lot of playing time. I realize with the Red Sox playing Kike Hernandez in center field a lot, they do have someone they can move around who would fit as a platoon partner for Duran if they don't want to give Duran all the opportunities against lefties or any of the opportunities against lefties. So you do have to keep in mind that it could be more like a 75 to 80% playing time share for Duran initially, even though defensively he could be their best option in center field offensively he could be ready for the big leagues uh, I would take that flyer everywhere I think the most common question I was getting was would you drop Vidal Brujan to get Duran for some reason because those guys are both recently called up prospects I think the same same types of managers are looking at them and I would actually rather have Duran just because I think at least for now he has a slightly clearer path to playing time both should be good players, but I think Duran's going to play just a little more than Bruhan, at least in the short term. Yeah, no, that makes sense to me, too. That's an interesting question. And both with Bruhan and with Wander Franco, I had a bit of a dilemma in writing the Next Week in Fantasy Baseball column this week because the race have really nice matchups, but it's not clear to me how much either of those uh, prospects are going to play. So I think it's definitely a case-by-case basis, uh, but not not just a slam dunk that either of those uh, raised prospects are, are players that you should be starting this coming week. I'm getting ahead of myself here, though. Let's uh, talk about Tanner Houck. Uh, where should he be added? I think for now, just deep mixed leagues, 15 teams plus. I, I think he's probably going to be used more like a traditional swingman for the bulk of the second half, barring a couple of injuries in the rotation, because Chris Sale's making progress toward a return. Not to blow up the rundown, but I think once they get one deeper in the rotation with a guy that could be 
an ace or something very close to an ace, even coming off Tommy John surgery. That crowds things up a bit. And I think how could kind of move between those two roles, maybe be a multi-inning reliever, but a guy that's stretched out enough to step in and, and take the ball every fifth or sixth day, depending on how the Red Sox want to manage the schedule overall with their other starters. Well, DVR, all you did was just smooth the segue for me for the next uh, point in the uh, in the rundown, which is that Chris Sale is now slated to make a second rehab start uh, since well, he made a one rehab start in the Florida Complex. Now he's going to make a second one this coming Tuesday at Double A Portland. So yeah, working his way back. Uh, I think you know we look for him, you know, maybe around the start of August, and that's that's not so far away. Uh, Sunday Gray will be back much sooner for the Reds. He is expected to be activated in time to start uh, for the Reds game against the Brewers this Sunday. John Means pitched three innings in his rehab start with AAA Norfolk on Thursday, and he's expected to return for next week uh, to pitch against the Rays. So, do you start him right away coming off of the IL? Probably not because a three-inning rehab start means four to five innings is likely where he falls, and that's a tough enough matchup where when you pair the expected workload with that opponent, it's just enough to hold back on him, at least in situations where you can. There will obviously be teams out there where John Means is better than the ninth pitcher or the last pitcher in the active lineup, but generally I'd like to wait one turn for Means given the circumstances. All right. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Uh, another pitcher returning very soon, Madison Bumgarner. In fact, uh, he's the announced starter for the Diamondbacks on Friday against the Cubs. So I think this is obviously a wait and see start for him against a team that really, really scuffled offensively. Now they're starting the teardown uh, with the Cubs. We'll talk about that momentarily. Uh, but Bumgarner, of course, he did have that seven-inning no-hitter, and that was in the middle of a string of starts where he looked like the old mass Bumgarner. So if he does well against the Cubs, is he somebody you'd be looking to add and start for next week? Yeah, potentially, just because uh, the Ks came back. That was the thing that we saw Bumgarner lose in the shortened season, but he's had 24% K rate, just over a strikeout per inning for the season. You know, The FIPS, a full run below the ERA so far. I don't think he's necessarily going to be a guy that we're just leaving in our lineups in mixed leagues, but I do think he's gone from a guy that people didn't want to roster at all to someone you can at least use in good matchups and for two start weeks. Yeah, the the Sierra is just above four for Bumgarner. He's got a low strand rate. So yeah, the peripherals, as you alluded to, are actually pretty nice. So uh, even if we don't see improvement from what he did prior to going on the IL, he's Uh, Definitely a useful streamer at minimum. So as I alluded to a minute uh, ago, DVR, Cubs trading Jock Peterson to the Braves for first base prospect Bryce Ball. Uh, Perhaps more trades to come. I know a lot of people uh, sort of had raised eyebrows about the fact that Atlanta's restocking instead of uh, also selling. Uh, But let's focus on Peterson here. What do you see for him now uh, going to Atlanta? Probably a pretty similar situation. I think the Atlanta lineup without Acuna, without Ozuna, is a very average sort of lineup. Still some good players there, of course, with Ozzie Albies and Freddie Freeman and some of the other quality bats in that lineup. But uh, it's, it's a similar supporting cast to what he had around him in Chicago. I would say playing time in terms of not playing against lefties is still something I would say is the same. So uh, not a massive change for this trade. It is interesting that Atlanta was adding because I thought the Acuna injury prior to the break was going to put them into sell mode or just hold mode. And if they found their way into the playoffs, found a way to win the NL East, 
you know, great, you're in the playoffs, see what happens. But you know, Bryce Ball is an interesting prospect. I thought when I saw the trade happen, I first thought was maybe Bryce Ball has to be added to the 40-man roster this winter and they want to avoid a roster crunch later, and that's why they're making a deal now. That's actually not the case. He wouldn't have to be added until next year. They actually think they wanted to get an upgrade. Now, my counter question would be, is it early enough where if the Braves have a really bad two weeks that Jock Peterson could be traded again before the end of the month? Yeah, I think that's quite likely. There's already been a lot of speculation from uh, beat writers and analysts about that very scenario. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. Definitely a critical week or two coming up uh, for the Atlanta Braves. Uh, The Mets have uh, activated J.D. Davis, so he's back off of the 60-day IL. And also in some other Mets news, Carlos Carrasco threw two innings and a rehab start for high A Brooklyn, so he's working his way back, possibly for a return sometime in August. Mariners are set to recall Jared Kelnick on Friday. So what do we think this time around? Uh, do Do you have the same level of enthusiasm that you did prior? Yeah, I mean, I have more expectations for him as a hitter than I do for Duran, who we talked about earlier. If they were both available, I could only pick up one. I would actually pick up Kelnick, even though I think Duran could do a little more on the base paths. Uh, the numbers at AAA throughout the season, but especially since he was sent back to Tacoma, have been very good from Kelnick. The plate skills look good. The power's been there. Uh, I'm still very excited about him. Even if he's more of like a league average bat the rest of the way, I think he's going to play every day. And that Seattle team is just a little better than people realize, too. So I think the team context is a tick better than we all expected. Yeah, and uh, an offense that uh, has still not hit all that well uh, at home, but pretty good offense on the road. So the the park factor seems to matter there. Uh, another prospect call-up, Charlie Barnes, is slated to make his debut for the Twins as the Game 1 starter against the Tigers in Detroit. Uh, Barnes with AAA St. Paul, 388 ERA, 50 strikeouts in 58 innings. So not a terrific strikeout uh, ratio there for him. But just given the the opponent uh, that he's going to be making his major league debut against the Tigers, is there any kind of streaming appeal here? In 15-team leagues and deeper, I think you can consider it. But yeah, the strikeout rates in the minors have just been kind of good, not great. So I would temper expectations. We've talked about the Twins. They're a great organization for developing pitching. So he's the kind of guy that could exceed expectations. Uh, but I don't know if he's going to be shallow, mixed league relevant anytime soon. Alrighty, a few reliever notes here. Zach Britton activated by the Yankees on Thursday. Do you think he figures in to the saves mix given just the very strange situation there uh, go, going into the break for them? Yeah, maybe maybe as a partial closer. We've talked about a lot of guys that get 20-25% shares of saves. It's about as much as I'd expect from Britton in the short term given the length of the layoff. But uh, he's the kind of guy who's good enough when he's good to be rostered and utilized in a lot of leagues, even if he's not getting saves. All right. And Michael Lorenzen back for the Reds. He is, or at least expected to be activated on Friday. And just before the break, we talked about how that closer situation seems to have cleared up. Does that change now with Lorenzen back? I don't think so. I mean, anything could happen in the next couple of weeks, but I wouldn't immediately run out there and and pick up Lorenzen expecting him to become Yet another red getting saves. (laughs) Right. There's been a lot already. And just a note, uh, something to keep tabs on maybe for the weeks ahead. Nick Anderson is scheduled to throw batting practice on Friday. Of course, he's been out with a partial UCL tear. So not sure when he's going to be back, but at least making some progress there. So 
Let's turn our attention DVR to streamers on Friday. Now, there's 17 games, so you think there'd be a lot of streaming possibilities. We talked about one in Charlie Barnes, but uh, as of this recording, uh, which is on Friday morning, uh, still a lot of TBD starters, uh, still a lot of uncertainty there. And of course, you also have a lot of aces going as, as rotations get reset. So actually not very many streaming options at all, but we do have a streamer on streamer, uh, potential streamer on streamer uh, possibility here with uh, Chris Flexen and Andrew Haney, both going Mariners at the Angels. And then Eric Fetty getting the start against the Padres, Chris Paddock going for them. Do you like any of these three as streamers? I would rank them Haney, Flexen, Fetty right now if I had to choose and I'm probably not talking myself into flex and I think he needs the only one I would actually use in most circumstances all right yeah he need kind of a, a perennial streaming option uh, anytime his name comes up on the uh, the, the probable starters flex and certainly much more of an attractive op- attractive option when pitching at home so uh, let's look ahead to fab bids this weekend uh, not a lot out there for me, DVR, so I'm interested to see if maybe you can add to the list that I've started for us here. Patrick Sandoval, if he's out there, and he's still out there in a lot of mixed leagues, he's a must-add to me. He finished the first half really strong with just some terrific peripherals. Uh, Miles Straw, I, th- I think, is still under-rostered, and the Astros have some really nice matchups coming up. And then deeper leagues, I'm looking maybe at Jason Hayward, Starlin Castro, and Josh Harrison, the last two, obviously, with the Nationals, and the Nationals with a good week ahead for hitters. So you got anything to add or, or maybe to subtract from that list? You know, I think the two prospects we talked about earlier, Kelnick and Duran, are clearly the two best players available in a lot of leagues, at least in leagues where Kelnick was dropped, redraft only, of course. Those guys are rostered in keeper leagues. The other names I would throw in, Cal Raleigh, who I think we talked about last Friday when we found out that the Mariners had called him up. He's pretty interesting in two catcher leagues. We don't know how they're going to split up the playing time, but I think he did enough damage at AAA where I'm at least intrigued. And I'm going to say Oscar Mercado is on my radar yet again. The slash line at AAA wasn't good, but he had power, five homers, showed some speed, nine for 10 as a base stealer, and was showing nice play discipline too. Only a 15.8% K rate and 11.3% walk rate. We know Cleveland has a perpetual need in the outfield. And with that, I think there's a nice opportunity for Mercado. Even if he's not the guy that we saw back in 2019, he's the kind of guy that could be an impact player in those mid-sized and deeper mixed leagues in the second half. All right, so one final question here to wrap up. If it's a league like our Tout Wars leagues where you have to play the player that you pick up, Cleveland's got three games at Houston, four at home against the Rays, some potentially really tough pitching matchups this week. Does that dampen your enthusiasm for Mercado, at least for this week in FAB? It might temper the bid a little bit, right? If I was going to go 3 4% otherwise, maybe I'd drop down to 2 or something just to hold back because of that rule. But overall, I still think he's got a chance to be an everyday guy the rest of the way. All right. Good stuff, DVR. And that's going to be it for this episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15. If you do have a chance to rate, review, and subscribe, we thank you in advance for doing so. So for Derek Van Riper, I'm Al Melker, and we'll be right back here on Monday. 